Joe Hodges, May the 29th, 1939. Since the coal miners have started back to work once more, uh, this afternoon I'm going to try to tell you how coal is mined. It's uh, not a custom. I'm going to take the coal that, as you see in the coal car and take it back to where it comes from. Now, some of you might wonder just how this coal gets in the coal car. Well, naturally it's either dropped in or shoveled in or something, but it is it is put into the means of a temple. Now this temple is a great big tin structure, almost indescribable, and it's set up on steel pillars. Now it extends over about four or five railroad tracks. And over these tracks there are certain openings coming out of the temple which hold coal. And when this coal car is run under these openings, they open this kind of a trap door of a thing, and the coal runs in and fills them up. Well now, Probably isn't very plain just how the coal gets in the temple. Well, now this temple sits against the hillside, which practically goes straight up. And uh, connected to the temple is uh, a chute, of, which is uh, about eight feet square, all enclosed. And this chute goes up this hillside about 200 feet, maybe a little more. And up there is the head house. It's just a small structure with just a top on it, and goes over what they call a tram road. And this it's where the, these one-ton cars are pulled out of the mines from which the miners load in the mines, which they're called coal loaders, the fellows who load these one-ton cars. Because loading the coal loader loads this ton of coal, or, or this car, we'll say. He has a, a check, they call it, about the size of a silver dollar and a, and a little hole in it. And after he loads this, well, he hangs, it on a, hangs his check on a nail, and he has his number on it. And uh, when, they, when they check where weigh the coal, well, they go down to see whose number is there, and they look up and see who it is and give him credit for so much coal loaded. And uh, there are coal inspectors also work here at this head house, and there are about four of those. And they take, uh, they throw all the slate out of the coal, and coal, which is no good. And it'd be remarkable to notice how fast these men can work, and they, well, they can cover about 150 cars in about 15 minutes with just walking down the line, and they instantly tell which is slate and which coal is no good and so forth. Now, as, we, as I said, this the road up here where these cars are pulled along is called a tram road. And after you follow this road right along the hillside or mountainside for about a mile, you come around to the entrance to the mine. Now, the entrance is called a drift mouth. Why it's called this, I don't know, but that's what the title is. And inside the mines, it is laid off about like any town. I know the first, this uh, track, one track goes straight through the mines and comes out on the other side of the mountain, which is a little over a mile. And then after you enter this mine 400 feet, there's a track that turns off this main track and goes straight through and goes to the left about, uh, well, a little over a mile also. And, but every 1,800 feet, going this way, there's another track turns off running parallel to the main line. And 1,800 feet, there's another one. And 1,800 feet more, there's still another one. Now, all these, uh, they call these entries, each one running this way, they call them an entry. And over here, this would be the first entry, and this would be the second entry, third and fourth entry. Now, all these entries, every 400 feet up in here on the left, they're what they have a coal loader's room. Now, off these, there's a track turns off, and they have a little, what they call a, a helping motor there. And this one motorman, he'll take all these cars through there and distribute them, cut, cut them off after he goes over here 1,800 feet, but he'll cut these cars off and give so many cars to this man. And he'll get his little helping motor there and he'll spread them out in these rooms. 
Now these rooms, they really aren't very large. Well, some of them are maybe 10 feet square, but this is very rare. I know one man, well not one man, but several men have had to work in a place, I mean load coal, where the top is no higher than that little one-ton car they get in there, and they go in there and they work all day on their knees, hands and knees, shoveling coal in this car. And they're lucky if they can load three tons a day. And you figure it out that getting 60 cents a ton of coal and loading three tons a day that they're not getting rich out of. Now, this is just some idea of how the coal has gotten out of the mines, but this, these coal loaders and motormen are, well, they're just two men who work in the mines. Now, they're not the only men employed, don't think. I don't want you to think. They're, shoot they're shooters. Now, these shooters, they're, they're dynamite men. They're, as you know, the coal is just right in the wall, just like that, just a solid wall, all this black coal. And sometimes it's in there so tight that the machine can't cut it, so they have to stick three or four sticks of dynamite in there, maybe more to blow it loose so the machine can try it loose. Well, these men are called shoot shooters, these men that do this work. And they work at night. And then after these shooters get through shooting and tying it up, well, they have what they call dinners. Now, these dinners, they just merely clean up men, get all the dust out of the way, so when the coal loader goes to work in the morning, that he can load without getting so much dust in his coal because it counts against him when they go down the way. There are the shooters and dinners and the machine men. You said before, the machine man, he runs a machine about almost as long as this room. And it makes a terrible racket when he cuts his coal. It's just like a saw with kind of like a caterpillar wheel. And as it cuts in here, it makes so much noise that there are more machine men killed in the mines than any other men. For the simple reason, you can't hear the top falling in when you get all this vibration going in there. And many a man loses his life when he least expects it because he can't hear it coming down. Although you're supposed to have your timber set up all around. But these machines, they have been... Uh, worked on in the last few years to try to eliminate most of uh, these uh, casualties. And uh, now they're working down if they don't make as much vibration and are a little safer. Well, also, along with this motorman as I was telling you about, there's a coupler. Now he has to couple all these cars. The coal loader couples his three or four cars that he gets on one trip, and then this other couple will take and couple them all together. And, uh, and you usually see whenever you You'll be around a mining camp, you'll probably see a lot of men going around with that, that one joint off the thumb there. And that's because they get it caught in the couple when they're doing this work. You know, several years ago, it got to be quite a habit up home. And there were around, I guess, 30 men with either joints off the fingers or thumbs cut off, going around holding a thumb up like that. Of course, they get compensation, but but I'll tell you a little instance while I'm on that. I know one fellow from West Virginia came on these coal fields, and he had had these three joints right here cut off. And uh, he had been getting compensation for this. I forget how much he did. Your thumb is worth so much, and, and this finger is, and this joint here is worth this next to the thumb, and the little finger is worth less of all. But anyway, he came over here, and, and somehow he said he got his hand on over, and he got these two over here cut off. Well, Naturally, a company's going to check up on a man who gets hurt and wants to see where he works before because he hadn't been working for about a couple of weeks. And when they uh, checked his, um, his work over in West Virginia, they found out he deliberately cut these three off. And by inquiring with some of his partners up there, they found out that this was done purposely, that he just took an axe and cut them off. Now, that don't sound, that don't sound reasonable, but it was, it's really the truth. 
But you get back to some of these other men who work there. I mean, the machine men, shooters, and jenners, they're track men. And these track men, they lay the track in the mines. You probably can't understand 